0: Good evening, church. Give me a moment while I extricate myself from my mask. <laughs> I'm sure my wife's holding a breath because I'm very clumsy. Anything's capable of going anywhere. Thank you to Dr. Heard and the choir. That was really wonderful, wasn't it? Really wonderful. I don't know if you. There's, there's, I could really feel the Holy Spirit here this evening. It's, there's a lovely atmosphere, isn't there? I. I I don't know if we're allowed to have favorite services or whether I might be disciplined afterwards. But some people, if you said, what's your favorite service, they might say Christmas Day. But um, mine is Maundy Thursday. And uh, it was really the reason we we're at this church is that we we'd came one Maundy Thursday and Peter was preaching and the choir was singing. And we'd been in a church that was becoming um, increasingly... Uh, I don't want I to be too critical. Increasingly loud, if you, if you like, and you know, lights and, and dry ice. And, and it was just lovely, it was just, it was just lovely to come into the church on Maundy Thursday and there was a stillness, there was a stillness um, and an intimacy. You know, Peter said that Maundy Thursday, it's about the things that Jesus said to his disciples in, a, in that upper room after they'd eaten the the meal, and and he knew he was going to be taken and crucified, and he had some things he wanted to share with them. And there's a wonderful warmth and intimacy there. So thank you for coming this evening. I must say, just because it makes me feel like a rock star, I'm going to say a big shout-out to Billings, Texas. The reason I'm saying that is Jen Johns kindly sent me a text this evening wishing me all the best for this evening, so... Jen, thank you very much, and we all miss you. Well, I'd like to read, if I may, John chapter 13, and a few verses from there. So John chapter 13, and starting to read at verse 1. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own, who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. That's what Maundy Thursday is about. He showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, Are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, A person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? he asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. The Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. Shall we pray? Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this wonderful opportunity, Lord, to come back into your house. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather around your word. And we ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will be present amongst us to bind us together, to open our eyes, to open our understanding, Lord, that each one of us shall draw closer to you through your word this evening, in your precious name, Amen. So Monday Thursday, as is noted in the uh, program for this evening, it comes from the Latin word mandatum, to command, and it comes from the fact that Jesus commanded his disciples to love one another. Um, And that's what we celebrate on Maundy Thursday. And my title for this evening, as you've seen, is How Clean Are Your Feet? Which you may think is a slightly personal question, but if you (laughs) you bear with me. How Clean Are Your Feet? And I'll throw myself in as well. How Clean Are My Feet? (coughs) Don't say anything, Stephanie. The first thing for us to understand about what happened here Is that Jesus knew that he was about to be taken, beaten, and crucified. Now, he'd warned his disciples in previous hours and days that this was going to happen, but whether they had fully realized it was going to happen right after this meal, we don't know. But Jesus did know. He knew that his time on earth was coming to an end, he'd been with these men for three years teaching them, they'd seen everything that he'd done, heard everything that he'd said. But he knew now that he was into the last moments of his face-to-face time with them. And so really, everything you read in John chapter 13 is conditioned by that knowledge. That Jesus knew the time in which face to face, he had with these men to prepare them for what was going to happen was very short and very compressed. So there was no time, if you like, for small talk or chatting about the weather or cracking jokes. He was serious because he had something serious and important that he wanted to convey to them. He needed them to understand something critically important because he knew. That within a matter of moments, their world was going to be turned upside down. Soldiers were going to come, violence would erupt, he would be taken, they would be scattered, he'd be beaten, he'd be crucified. And everything, everything upon which their lives had been based for the previous three years would be shattered. So he now, in these few moments, needed to communicate something important to them. What is it that he wanted to communicate to them? He wanted to communicate that he loved them. John makes that very clear in 13 and verse 1. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, that's his followers, the people who followed him who were with him, he now showed them the full extent of his love. So he knows their world is about to be shattered. He knows that God's, the final stages of God's plan for our salvation are going to be played out and he's going to be taken and crucified. And in those last few moments, when he has this intimate gathering of the men who've been close with him over the previous three years, he communicates with them. He wants to communicate to them that he loves them. It's interesting, isn't it? Because they traveled with him, they'd been everywhere he'd been for the previous three years. So you would think they would know that. But Jesus wanted to make sure that the last thing he was able to do before he was taken, he wanted them to know that he loved them. Why is that? Because he knew that if they really understood that he loved them, if they really felt deep down in their bones that he loved them, that nothing that the world could throw at them, could harm them. Nothing could bring them down. Nothing could obstruct them. He had great plans for them, things that he wanted them to do and accomplish. And so, as he knows they're about to enter the chaos and appear, a seeming catastrophe of what lay ahead, the most important thing he wanted to make sure they understood was that he loved them. You see, they were going to feel alone, they were going to feel scattered, they were going to feel defeated, they were going to be fearful for their lives, they were going to be anxious, worried, concerned. But he knew that if they really got that he loved them, they would be fine. And it's the same for us this evening because we do get buffeted and battered by the world. The things that happen to us, the things we have to navigate, the things that we see in the world around us, we get buffeted by it. And Jesus wants us to know this evening on Maundy Thursday that whatever our situation, however tough a day you've had, And I speak to somebody who through his own stupidity smashed a couple of his fingers a few hours ago, which I could have done without. However however bad your day has been, Jesus wants you to know tonight that he loves you. He knows your circumstances. He knows everything that concerns you. He knows the things that may have kept you awake this week. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to bless you. And that's that's such an important thing for us to understand as we celebrate Easter. You know, the world in which we live is so fractious. It was summed up for me the ludicrous nature of the readiness of people to fall out. I'm trying to get my words together. I couldn't really describe it. But we live in a time when people will argue about anything and you know what it is very easy not only is it very easy but I would say that millions of people every day have an argument in an empty room because all you need to do is go on social media you don't need a person in the room you can have a fight in an empty room and people are doing it day in day out And it might not be so bad if every argument was about something really important. But you know what I saw yesterday? I was glancing at Facebook and an advert popped up and it was um, a road test, a review of two different cars. It was the new Genesis SUV being tested against a a Mercedes SUV. And I, I was scrolling and I noticed there were 72 comments. And I thought, and I start to look, and there's just horrible, horrible rows breaking out. And somebody said, oh, you know, it's, it's not a good car, and I prefer this car. Somebody else had obviously looked him up on Facebook and, and seen that he'd got a, got a dog and made a horrible comment about his dog. And I mean, think what, what on earth has this world descended into? That you can get into, people can fight, They can snap, they can bite, they can have arguments, they can lose their temper, they can lift their blood pressure about stuff that's just not important. And as Christians, I think we need to be reminded that we don't need to go and fight people about stuff all the time. Because Jesus loves us. That's the important thing. He wants us to know that he loves us. And so whatever challenge we might face, however much somebody might annoy us, however much somebody's giving us a hard time at work or we've got financial problems or whatever it is, Jesus is saying, just don't worry about that because I love you and that trumps everything else. So John tells us that not only did Jesus love his disciples, but he wanted to show them how much he loved them. How did he do that? He did it by washing their feet. And a ritual of foot washing persists now in many churches on Maundy Thursday. Because this is what Jesus did. He demonstrated to his disciples how much he loved them by washing their feet. Now it's difficult for us sometimes to understand the significance of that. But washing your feet in biblical times was an important thing. It it crops up a lot of times in the Bible. You read that Abraham was standing in the door of his tent and three men came from God. and, And the first thing he said to them was, come inside, I'll bring water for you to wash your feet. Lot also, when he was visited, I'll bring water for you to wash your feet. Joseph, when his brothers came to Egypt to see him, they made provision for them to wash their feet because their feet got dusty and dirty you know sometimes you read the Bible and you read it against a backdrop of the fact of 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 where we live today and how our lifestyle is today and sometimes it doesn't quite you you have to adjust and say "Well, hang on a second I need to imagine what it was like to live at this time because there's a verse here in John chapter 13 and I will confess that Really for a long time, it kind of puzzled me a little bit because it comes, Jesus is explaining to them and Jesus said in verse 10, a person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean. And I'm thinking, well, when I have a bath, my feet go in the bath, so my feet are clean when I come out of the bath. But of course, when Jesus was, was here meeting with the disciples in the times that they lived, people didn't have a bath in their house. You know, and and certainly in Roman times, it was very common for people to go to public baths. So you go to the public bath, and you you spend time in there, and you get yourself completely clean, but then you've got to go home. And you couldn't call an Uber in Jerusalem in those days. What do you do? You strap your sandals, your leather sandals back on, and so you walk home. And so your feet begin to get dirty because they pick up the dust and debris of the road. That's why Jesus is saying, somebody's had a bath, he only needs to wash his feet. Because his feet have got dirty. Because the roads were dusty. And they'd walk long distances. And the weather was hot. And so your feet would sweat. It's a pleasant idea seen isn't it for you and the dirt w- and, and the dust would stick to your feet and so you would get this caked on dust and dirt but it gets worse because there were no cars in those days and so in all of the cities everywhere where these people walked there were animals there were livestock being taken to market there were oxen pulling carts there were animals everywhere <clears throat> and we know what animals leave behind And so you tread into that as well. You get that on your feet, as well as the dust. It's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. And to have your feet washed by somebody else, that's not a pleasant job. Because that person has got to work hard to get all of that stuff off your feet. So it's something that... Is of great benefit to the person who's having their feet washed because it cleanses them of the dirt and the grime and everything else that was on the road. It's interesting, you see, because when Jesus said somebody who's had a bath is clean, he only needs to wash his feet. Because after you've, after you've come out of the bath and you're then walking in the road, you're picking up the dust. So it's that part of you that is interacting with the world on a physical human level that is. That's your feet in your sandals in the dust and the heat and the muck and the mire. That interaction with the world is now making you dirty. And so Jesus says even though he knows in a matter of moments he's going to be taken and brutalized and murdered. He wants to wash the dirt and the grime and the debris of the world off his disciples' feet. He wants to take that part of his disciples that has interacted with the filth of the world and he wants to wash it clean. And he starts... And then he comes to Peter. Peter says, no, 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 what are you doing? And he says, I'm going to wash your feet. And look at Peter's response. I mean, I don't think anywhere else in the Gospels you find Peter as as almost rude and aggressive in what he says to Christ. He says in verse 8, no, you will never wash my feet. Even though he was being given the opportunity to have the filth and the grime and the debris and the clutter that had stuck to him as he'd moved through the world, he was being offered the chance by Jesus to have that washed away. He said no. You can perhaps understand why he felt that it wasn't something Jesus should do. Jesus was his teacher and his Lord. Perhaps there was some pride there. See, the analogy for me is that we have to move through the world. We're in the world, the Bible says, but we're not of the world. But we're in the world, and we have things that God wants us to do. There are things, there are ways he wants us to live our life. But to do that, we have to navigate our way through the world through all of the human things that we have to deal with, relationships, work, finance, sickness, all kinds of things. And as we pick our way through them, they stick to our feet, they cling to us, and they get bedded in, and more stuff gets layered on top. And so we drag the filth of the world along with us. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, I love you so much that I want to wash all of that grime and debris and dirt of the world that has stuck to you. I want to wash it off. He's saying that to every one of us this evening. Every one of us. He wants to wash your feet. He wants to wash my feet. Because as we've moved through the world just today, dirt, grime, whatever it may be, anxiety, fear, sickness, concern, anger, jealousy, Envy, spite, worry. All of those things are are in the road that we have to walk on every day. Sometimes we can perhaps navigate around them, but other times we can't. Because we get hot, we get tired, and the things of the world, the bad things of the world, the filth and the debris and the clutter of the world stick to our feet. there may be somebody here this evening who is having a tough time who's at the end of their tether for for whatever reason whatever circumstances that the things of the world are sticking to you tonight and the good news is Jesus is standing there with the basin the water the towel around his waist and he's saying to each and every one of us, if you will just spend some time with me at the end of the day, let me wash your feet. Let me cleanse away the things of the world that are stuck to you, that are bringing you down and making you low. Some of us react like Peter. No, 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 we're, busy. We don't, we're fine. We don't, we don't need to, you know, we only, we only need to come to Jesus for, for something catastrophic. You know, that's something we can deal with. We don't want to surrender, perhaps. You make yourself vulnerable when you allow somebody to wash your feet, perhaps that's, that's part of it. But many of us Whether, whatever reason, for whatever reason, maybe even time or thinking we can do things in our own or focused on our own abilities or just too busy, we don't let Jesus wash our feet. We don't sit down and allow him the access to spend that time with us and wash our feet. So this evening, as we come to Easter and we look at this intimate time that Jesus has spent with his his disciples. Let's just take a couple of things away with us tonight. Number one, Jesus loves us. Whatever your situation, he loves you, he cares for you deeply, and he wants to bless you. Secondly, if anything, of the world is clinging to you any dirt or debris and is bringing you down or making you feel low give him the opportunity to wash your feet let him wash your feet that's why the title is how clean are our feet are our feet clean because we let Jesus come and wash our feet every evening or have they got thick layers of the world into them because we don't allow Jesus to come in and spend time with us and cleanse us he doesn't want us to struggle he wants us to bring everything to him he's standing there with the water with the towel with the basin Will you let him wash your feet Let him wash the grime and the dirt and the debris and the clutter of this world. Anything that's been troubling you, bring it to him and let him wash your feet. Shall we pray? Our dear Heavenly Father, we we can never begin to understand how it is that you would love us as much as you do. But Lord, we thank you for the reminder of your word that you do love each and every one of us. You know, Lord, that as we move through this world, things of the world stick to us, Lord. And we try and soldier on and battle through them on our own. You don't want us to do that. You want us to turn everything over to you and let you wash our feet. Father, we thank you because you love us so much. Help us to understand that. Help us to accept that. And then help us, Lord, to pay it forward in the way that we deal with other people. In your precious and worthy name. Amen.